and that is on Jordan's Bank, the Baptist Cry. And believe it or not, Mark Smith, we are in December the 3rd, 2019. A blessed Advent to you, Tom. But before we get into the hymn, did you happen to be watching Jeopardy yesterday afternoon? Oh, I never watch TV. <laughs> well, you might learn some things <laughs> instead of those crazy cop shows. Not Jeopardy. <laughs> Boy. Why, now, what was it about? Well, the, the final Jeopardy question was one of Luther's, uh, the answer was one of Luther's uh, 95 theses. Really? Well, yeah. What did they say? Well, uh, the question was, uh, what was, uh, it, it talked about uh, the complaint that why didn't the Pope uh, give some of his own wealth to the building of St. Peter's Basilica instead of, uh, instead of taking it from uh, poor people? And sure enough, the winner of the final Jeopardy and the winner of the whole show got it right. She answered, uh, that's one of Luther's theses. Yeah, the winner of final Jeopardy yesterday. A coin into the coffer rings... A soul from, from Purgatory, Purgatory Springs. Springs. <laughs> That's where well, he got his money for, from. Yeah, right, from John Tetzel, yeah, yes. take, taking the money from the, from the European people. But well, it was just I'll, interesting, you know, because there was only, well, one other person almost got it, but they... They said, uh, they, you know, you always answer the question, but with a que- answer the question with a question. What is? Yes. I think they, I think they said, what is Luther's confutation or something like yeah, that? Right. But the the winner of the game wow. uh, got it right. What what of one of what is Luther's thesis? And she was probably Roman Catholic. Yeah, I, well, I don't know, <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, in- interesting. Yeah, no, I was watching QVC and buying a pair of headphones for me. <laughs> Yeah, with Bluetooth. You know what Bluetooth? You probably don't even know what no, Bluetooth is. No, I've heard of it. I, I don't know anything about Bluetooth. No, I'm technologically retarded. I'm sorry. Boy. I'm still in the 20th century. You can put these headphones on and then walk around anywhere in the house and hear whatever you paired yeah. the headphone with. Television, radio, music, whatever. I know. I'm the only one in my household without a cell phone. Oh, <laughs> boy. But you know what? I'm not walking around with my nose in my uh, smartphone. I'm I'm looking at people. I'm looking people in the eye. Something which is kind of lacking in this society. Yeah, you do that on streets today. They're going to say, what are you looking at? Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> you, at least you won't get run over. Well, that's true. I think it's time to go on Jordan's Bank to okay. Baptist Cry. All right. Um, actually, this was a, a Latin text by Charles Coffin in... 1736, but John Chandler, he mistook it for an ancient text and translated it for inclusion in his Homes of the Primitive Church in 1837. Hmm. Now, the translation has been altered a little bit, but uh, the final doxological stanza is from the original edition of Hymns Ancient and Modern. And it's set to a German translation of an old carol, Geborn es Gottes Sonnelein, his uh, little son. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it's based on the 15th century tune used with the carol, which is sometimes known as Splendor, that tune. It's a great hymn. Yes. Lowy comes with clouds descending. So without further ado if you would be so kind to read the first stanza. 
On Jordan's bank, the Baptist's cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Awake and hearken, for he brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. Now, was John the Baptist really crying? Well, he was uh, crying aloud. I mean, he wasn't weeping. He was yeah. uh, he was calling out and you know warning the people: the Savior is near, the promised Messiah. The only reason I mention that, I am preaching today here at the International Center at 10 o'clock, so I'll be leaving a little early. But uh, that's what my sermon is about, where Jesus says that on Judgment Day, you need to be awake. Right. Oh, absolutely. That's what Advent, one of the... So we're telling our congregation, don't go to sleep. (laughs) No, no, we're saying don't sleep spiritually. Always make sure you're... That's not what it says. It says be awake. And in fact, he even gives a thing about a guard who has to be awake watching the door. It's talking. It's you. You, you mean we can't go to bed? We can't can't sleep? Well, if oh, you take on. the Bible literally, no, no. Well, we take it. That's literalistically. No, he means we want to be alert. Well, you get. We want to be close. spiritually, spiritually awake, spiritually in the faith, strong in the faith. In. Uh, What's so surprising to me, as soon as I read that, I said, you know, when people read that, they're going to think you can't go to sleep. And so uh, the word awake actually occurs four times, but they're different Greek words, and none of them mean awake. Hmm. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. And so that was a point I made often, that English translations can confuse you. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. Well, no, it's not. Jim Veltz corrected me. He said wrong English translations. Wrong English. Okay. Yeah, he was really good. Just read his commentary. You can figure that out. So you you just about heard half my sermon. And so I'm going to have some fun with that today. But that's why you say on Jordan's bank, the Baptist cry. Uh, You have to explain to children you know what that really means. Yeah. Cry out. Cry out. Yeah, sure. kind of thing, like you said. You bet. Announces that the Lord is nigh. Now, there's another. Near. Yes, another King James. Uh, and then here, awake and hearken, for he brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. Concordia Publishing House, I don't know if they still have it, had a, a nice banner of all the titles of Jesus. Yes. And I'm going to be talking about that in Advent Sermon uh, tomorrow night and in another Advent Sermon on Thursday night. (laughs) Uh, But be that as it may, I'm going to talk about that. uh, Those are not the names of Jesus. Those are his titles. Those are his titles. Huh. Yeah, it's important. You're going to make that distinction. Well, that'll that'll be an interesting distinction. So I'll read two. Then cleanse be every life from sin, make straight the way for God within, and let us all our hearts prepare for Christ to come and enter there. Now, this is by Charles Coffin, who wasn't Lutheran. No. And so I'm just a little confused here with this, let us all our hearts prepare for Christ to come and enter there. That's not really correct, is it? Isn't that Christ prepares our hearts? Yeah, right. He's already there. If if we're if we're in the process of preparing, he's already he's already in our hearts. Like create in me a clean heart, heart, O God. God. 
which means that's not something that I prepare. But you can see how somebody singing this hymn may get the idea that now I've got to have the right heart. For God to For, for God to, to And if you look, then cleanse be every life from sin. They're going to interpret that to mean that i got to stop sinning. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody if, if, can. If God's going to enter my heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's me that does the clean right. heart. So, um... I think it can be understood, then cleanse be every life from sin, that cleansing occurs through what? Repentance. And what God gives us. Right, absolution. Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness. Yes, that's how it's cleansed. Uh, Make straight the way for God within. Um, There's no doubt that God talks about there's two paths, the broad and the narrow. Once we're saved... We can walk the narrow, but we can't prepare the narrow for God to enter in. So I just have a little problem with this second verse. Let us all our hearts prepare for Christ to come and enter there. It well, could... well, but you know, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of John the Baptist and his right. message on the Jordan River. You know, there were a lot of people out there that didn't know any better. And the point he's making is the Messiah is here. And so how do you prepare your heart? Repentance. Yeah. He was preaching a a baptism of repentance. But remember, we always teach that repentance is twofold. It's not only contrition over sin, it's also faith Faith. in Jesus. That's right. Absolutely. So um, I, I guess the only thing I can say, this could be in the area of sanctification, that sometimes we fall into sin and therefore, for Christ to come and still enter us, because some people do fall away from the faith. Right. Well, he, remember he talked, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath right. to come? So there, right. were some, there were some unbelievers out there. And remember what he says about, to the vipers, bear fruits. fruits. Befitting repentance. Yes, yes. appropriate for yes. repentance. Right. Your fruits are not appropriate for repentance. Right. Your fruits are Vain. really appropriate for self. Yeah. You know, so from that point of view, you could understand this verse. Mm-hmm. But just reading it literally, you could have a real problem. Mm-hmm. Or as you said, literalistically. Literalistically. Yeah, that, by the way, that was a great distinction you made. What is it, the difference well, between literal and literal? Literalistically is like, uh, that would be like saying... Uh, the mountains jumped. Yeah, or uh, or Herod is a fox. Yes. You know, that he has a bushy tail, and, and you know, when Jesus says Herod is a fox, that's yeah. not how you take that. He's, you, he's, a, he's a wily creature. Yes, yes. Um, good point. So... Literalistically, like Jesus' parables, we would never take literalistically as though the lost sheep is Jesus giving guidelines as to how to find a lost sheep. Or that you have to pluck your eye out or cut off your hand. Yeah, Yeah. you got to look at the context. Stanza three, please. We hail thee as our Savior, Lord, our refuge and our great reward. Without thy grace, we waste away like flowers that wither and decay. Now, once more, uh, we hail thee as our Savior, Lord, our refuge, and our great reward. Now, how does that word reward really mean in the Scripture? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's our... Boy, let's see. 
a refuge and our well refuge is easy to understand yes you know but reward yeah what have we done we haven't done anything to deserve him well see that's the point when we think of the word reward we immediately move to works yeah but for example one can say that uh, when you're born into a family, you get Christmas presents that are kind of a, a reward, even though you didn't do anything for them. It's, it's funny. I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time isolating the idea of re- of reward. I have a hard time of thinking that yes. that's just a regular present. When I hear reward, I think it's a payment. I don't know. You know, sometimes you just got to choose the word that rhymes. So you never <laughs> give flowers to your wife. Uh, yeah, but it's not. It's That's not a, re- re- it's reward. Not a for... reward. Well, that may be, but okay. Well, but if it was saved by grace alone, it's not a reward. It's it's a gift. Well, I consider any benefit as a reward. For yeah, example, no, no, I can't. I can't isolate reward from. From pay, pay, the idea of payment, but I, you know, I mean, like I said, it, it rhymes. Oh, <laughs> I don't think um, rhymes with Lord reward. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I consider people who've been a member of the of a family, if they're born into a rich family, part of their reward is that they got money as they grow up. I don't see a problem with that. It's it's benefit. I would say benefit earned. It's a benefit. Yeah, it's a benefit, but it's not a reward. All right, you okay. you write okay. to uh, Charles Coffin. <laughs> Coffin. And, well, who's a translator? They don't say. It's a com- wasn't Catherine Winkworth. No, I'll tell you that she'd have gotten it right. She wouldn't have a reward. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, stanza four, please. Lay on the sick thy healing hand, and make the fallen strong to stand. Show us the glory of thy face, till beauty springs in every place. Boy, you know, you can hardly read these without wanting to sing them. You know that? That's such a great hymn. No, I can. Huh? I don't have any trouble reading uh, it. Well, I don't know. I, it's just, That's because you, you like singing. You just, you just want to... Like Wednesday night, your Advent service. First yeah, one. A lot had. of singing. A lot of singing? Yes, oh, a lot of singing. We had brief devotions interspersed among a lot of uh, carols, and, carols and hymns. That's, but, the, that's the way I do Advent. But were they Christmas hymns? Uh, a few of them, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I keep it pretty much in an Advent tone until we get nearer and nearer to Christmas. Yeah, I asked the congregation last Sunday, what was their practice? Do they do, I mean, some congregations refuse to do Christmas songs oh, until Christmas. Come on. I know, but that's so silly. Well, I was, That's silly. Hey, you know, I was listening to KFU the other day. Do you know the, the, the hymn that came on? It was uh, it was an Easter hymn. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's... Uh, every, 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 that's every, Advent. Every Sunday is Easter. Yes, yes. I'm not sure I'd say it was silly for those congregations that do it. Uh, it's like just yours. that they want to... Huh? <laughs> like yours, you no, mean? No, <laughs> no, I never did it. Oh, we... What I'm doing is there is a, a Christmas hymn that's 15 verses long uh-huh. in here. And what I'm doing uh, for the Advent Wednesdays, at the end of each of the services, I do five, then five, then five for each of the three services. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then on Sunday, I'm going to end each service with a Christmas mm-hmm. hymn. Mm-hmm. And the reason is pretty simple. Advent's three weeks, 
Christmas is only two weeks and you're into Epiphany. I know. How in two weeks can you do all those Christmas? I know. You know, spread it out. Yeah, yeah. I wish, you know... Advent I, I, is about his coming, so yes. let's sing about his right. coming. And I wish, really, you know, uh, St. Louis is missing a good... You know, we got a Christmas station that has all, you know... Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, that kind of thing. I wish KFUO, I love KFUO, but one thing I would encourage them to do is is play more Advent and Christmas, you know, sacred Christmas and Advent music this time of year. People are craving Well, they it. do. It's, yeah. It, no, no, it's the uh, Issues Etc. music. Oh, I see. I yeah, see. and they're on KFUO, yeah. and they tell you to go there all the time, and they really have. Is it on K, on? On issues, etc., they play that. Well, it's you. You have to go to their station where they ah, have it. But I I'll see. tell you where the. I'm coming back Sunday afternoon all the time. Yeah, and I love turning on KFUO because they're playing that kind of music. What time? Between one and five till the Lutheran hour. Cause it takes me that long to get home. I don't know why, but I I just am not listening to it at that time. I'm I'm making calls and that kind of thing. You call? Yeah, I make calls. I guess I visit hospitals, Tom. Yes. On Sunday? Well, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. In fact, at the church I'm at, they're asking me to have uh, visiting hours for me. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking of Sunday from like noon to three every Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, where people can come in and ask questions or if they have any doubts or whatever. So... Sansa Ford, did you read? Lay on the sick thy healing hand, and make the fallen strong to stand. Show us the glory of thy face till beauty springs in every place. Yes, I, I read that. Once. I know you did. My question is, what does it mean, show us the glory of thy face? To uh, the ill. Well, I think of the benediction. Um the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Right. In fact, it would be that phrase, and make the fallen strong, strong to, to stand. stand. Right. That's through the glory of the Lord. Right. And um, That's the gospel. Yeah, Issues Etc. had a fascinating hour. And I never thought of this. I don't know why. But this pastor was talking about that um, we need to give food to the unbelievers. Because Jesus yes. died on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I didn't understand that. Do you? Well, we love because he first loved us. No, and, and it, what that wasn't it. Okay, go ahead. No. Uh, okay. okay, oh, great one. Reveal. No, it was <laughs> brand new to me. I never heard this before, and boy, am I going to use it. Had Jesus not died on the cross, God's anger would still be coming down on the earth. Yeah, people yeah. would still be hungry, um, and there would be no necessity to even help out the unbelievers because there's no salvation. But the reason you give food to the unbelievers is so they can continue to live because he died on the cross, and perhaps they'll hear about it. Yes, well, and sure. come to faith. Well, sure, absolutely. So we're yeah. theologians of the cross. And it was just fascinating how the cross infiltrates everything. And and you you want to be clear on this uh, uh, that by virtue of what Christ would accomplish on the cross, centuries 
in advance, God was gracious to people even in the Old Testament. Exactly. By virtue of what his son would one day do on the cross. Yes, yes. It's not just, it's not now he is gracious toward us. No, he's been gracious through, all through the Old Testament. Yes. By virtue of the cross. But it was just something interesting mm-hmm. how the cross came in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, stanza fi- uh, four, five, five, five. All praise, eternal son, to thee, whose advent sets thy people free, whom with the Father we adore, and Holy Spirit evermore. And there's a triangle in front of it? If that's right. That means it's a doxological verse, and we stand for it because... And what does doxological mean? It's, uh, it gives praise to the whole Trinity. Yes, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, be, notice how it starts, So, All praise, eternal Son, to thee, whose advent sets thy people free, but with whom with the Father we adore and his Holy Spirit evermore. So, Jesus is the only one who died on the cross. Right. And uh, suffered for us, even though it was a plan by the Father and the Holy Spirit from before the foundation of the world. Right. Yeah. So, um, the main thing here is, is really all about law and gospel, that John the Baptizer is coming to talk about law and gospel. The law, and then when he talks about the gospel, remember what he says? Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. And people think, well, is that John the baptizer? And he says, no, it's not me, the the one coming after me, whose... I I had two translations, whose sandals I can't even put on or whose sandals I I can't carry. Or I can't carry. I heard that version, too. Really, really. I haven't looked at the Greek to see what is the proper one. Um... And then he says, and this is the big point, John the baptizer's baptism was not a sacrament. It was a ceremonial baptism. Mm-hmm. Because what did Jesus' baptism at Pentecost give that John didn't give? He gave the Holy Spirit. Excellent. Yeah. Well said. All righty. So you're going to hear the hymn again. I'm on my way to preach. And God willing, we'll have um, Mark back next week. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. So you can listen to my sermon coming on in about five minutes. God bless.
Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.